Welcome to the Through Faith and Grace podcast. I'm your host, Kira Gothier, here to answer your questions about Christianity, share evangelism tips, and talk about how Jesus changes everything. This is your invitation to stay. All of the links and resources are in the description. You can also go to kiragothier.com. That should have everything that you're looking for. There's another way to do life, and it's by following Jesus. I hope you enjoy today's episode. I was on a hike with my parents and my youngest sister. We hiked Barkley Lake, which is in Index, Washington. There are some stunning hikes in that area. I would say most are worth Highway 2, and if you know Highway 2, you know exactly what I mean. Anyway, on our, on our drive to Index, Washington, there was a car ahead of us, and it had a bumper sticker that had the letters FSM with an iconic symbol surrounding the letters. FSM stands for Flying Spaghetti Monster. And that's what we're going to talk about today, these flying spaghetti monster theory. Flying spaghetti monsterism is this, quote, religion created by Bobby Henderson. This satirical religion was made to protest the Kansas State Board of Education's decision to teach intelligent design as an alternative to the theory of evolution, Intelligent design looks at the complex design of life and our universe, and it it takes that and uses it as an argument for the existence of some sort of intelligent designer, um, some sort of god. See my episode on the teleological argument for God. Henderson found it foolish that the intelligent design theory was being given equal time in high school biology classes. So, in response, he made his own religion and demanded that this also be given equal time in biology classes. The line of reasoning for flying spaghetti monsterism seems to be this. There is no evidence for the existence of the Judeo-Christian God. There is no evidence for the existence of the flying spaghetti monster. Therefore, belief in the Judeo-Christian God and belief in the flying spaghetti monster are on equal epistemic grounds. And as silly as this monster may be, Henderson has a point. Like, Christians will tell you that it's their God who, who is the creator of the universe. It's their God who is this intelligent designer. But, but is it? How can Christians claim it's their God and not an invisible pink unicorn or a monkey with a party hat on or a flying spaghetti monster? As outlandish as it may sound, Christian friend, do you do you know how to answer this? These claims are valid. It it may sound ridiculous, but it's valid. 
Let's look back at the line of thinking again. There is no evidence for the existence of the Judeo-Christian God. There is no evidence for the existence of the flying spaghetti monster. Therefore, belief in the Judeo-Christian God and belief in the flying spaghetti monster are on equal epistemic grounds. The line of thinking makes a lot of sense if you accept the premise. I've seen theists argue for the existence of God in a, in a very lousy way. They'll say, well, you can't prove that God doesn't exist, so therefore he exists. That's awful. That grinds my gears. That's like me saying, my eyes turn violet for a split second every single time you blink. You can't disprove it. It just, it just happens to happen when you blink every single time. Christian, if that's the way you try to explain the existence of God, then I, I got to agree with Mr. Henderson. It doesn't seem all too different to FSM. How is the Christian God any different, any different to this flying spaghetti monster? Now, my Christian friend, if you find yourself in this situation where someone compares the belief in God to the belief in the flying spaghetti monster, I recommend that you begin by asking questions. See, the, the burden of proof is on the person who makes the claim. As long as you are asking questions, you are not required to prove anything. So, so things you can ask would be, uh, hey, uh, what, what do you mean when you say that the belief in God is the same thing as the belief in the flying spaghetti monster? What do you mean when you say we have no evidence for the existence of God? In your eyes, what type of evidence would you need to, to consider the existence of God? Lovingly, graciously, and gently ask questions that are, that are meaningful as you seek to understand their claims. In order to share who Jesus is, we must first understand how to communicate with our neighbors, communicate with the people around us, communicate with our world. In order to communicate, it begins with understanding what the culture believes and why. Seek to understand, and all for the glory of God. The burden of proof is on the person who makes a claim, so I, I'm going to put the burden of proof on, on me. I disagree with the premise. There is evidence for the Judeo- Christian God. I've made a few episodes on it before. There's the cosmological argument for God, which looks at the first cause. How did the universe begin? There's the teleological argument for God, which looks at the design of life and the universe itself. Is it probable that complex design was just by chance? There's the moral law argument for God, which looks at the things that we label as good and evil 
And it, it begs the question, how do we know what's good? How do we know what's evil? These claims are not based on the inability to disprove, but they claim to provide logical evidence of a deity that is these claims are not based on an inability to disprove, but they claim to provide logical evidence of a deity that is supported and inspired by actual observations. Sure, at the end of the day, you decide the answer to all of these questions. How did the universe begin? Why is the design of life so complex? How do we know good from evil? But, but to say that there is no evidence at all for the existence of God isn't at all true. And I would encourage you to study those arguments. Anyone who is serious about the question of God must deal with these arguments well and comprehensively before dogmatically rejecting belief in God. When you think about it, the most critical question you may need to answer is, who do you say Jesus is? Because if, if he is who we claim to be, if Jesus is exactly who we claim to be, and, and Christians got it right, that, that's everything. That changes everything. I share this with you because maybe like the Washingtonian on the road, you too figured that the belief in God was no different than the belief in the flying spaghetti monster. Maybe, maybe to you, you never realized that Christianity isn't blind faith. Christians believe in the Judeo-Christian God because we have solid evidence that supports Jesus is who we claim to be. He is the creator of, of our very universe. He is the Messiah. He is Lord. He came to save us. I don't want to bore you with all of the evidence I have found for the existence of the Judeo-Christian God, so feel free to check out my other episodes, but I do want to leave you with something to think about. When we talk about the existence of God, we begin with the most basic metaphysical question. Why do we have something rather than nothing at all? Why is our universe here rather than nothing? This is the basic question of existence. There are four possible answers to that question. Reality is an illusion. Reality is self-created. Reality is self-existent, or in other words, eternal. Or reality was created by something that is self-existent. From, from here, we, we look at which of these is the most plausible solution. Is reality an illusion? Several Eastern religions say so, but we can rule this option out quite quickly because it's a self-defeating statement. Let me explain. Illusions require something to experience the illusion. So you 
cannot doubt the existence of yourself without proving your existence. It's one of the famous words, I think, therefore I am. In other words, I think, therefore I am not an illusion. I don't think this is super probable that reality is an illusion. Is reality self-created? I don't think that's likely. To create yourself, you must have existed prior to you creating yourself. But that doesn't work that way. A painting does not just appear on a canvas. A house requires people to build that house. Whatever begins to exist has a cause. Uncaused events are impossible. Is reality self-existent? So this, this implies that the universe is eternal, that it is, was, and ever will be. But there are a couple of reasons why I don't think that's the case, or rather why I don't think this is the most likely scenario. The Big Bang Theory says that time, space, and matter were all born into existence. So if it appeared, it could not have always been around. Secondly, we can turn to thermodynamics. The first law of thermodynamics states that the total amount of energy in the entire universe, that's fixed. And the second law, we, we learn that the universe is running out of this usable energy. So one day, all the energy will be gone, and the universe will die with it. As a, as a running car will eventually run out of gas. That's the second law, that this, this energy will run out. So when you combine the two, the universe must have had a beginning. Because other, otherwise, it would have run out of its limited energy by now. If, if you found a flashlight left on with a finite battery supply, <laughs> that's a key term, finite battery supply, if you found a flashlight left on and it was in the back of your car, you know that there must have been a moment when this light was turned on. Regardless if you were there, because if this flashlight had been on forever, with a limited battery supply, it would have turned off already. It would have run out of energy already. Out of nothing, nothing comes. Nothing cannot become something. To say that nothing became something is philosophically, experientially, and scientifically flawed. We have no evidence for this. I believe we have strong evidence that the universe was created. And if it was created, it calls for a creator. There is this moment where Time, space, and matter were all spoken into existence, meaning that, that this creator could not be of those things. In other words, this creator must have been outside of space, outside of time, and outside of matter. These are our three characteristics that describe the Judeo-Christian God. This is just the beginning of, of the evidence that exists for Jesus. Like many, 
Many do not know what happened at the beginning. How did our universe appear? How, how did we get here? And I want to end by sharing the first sentence of the Bible. In Genesis 1.1, it reads, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's what happened. God created. I'll spoil the ending for you. Whatever you decide to believe in, naturalism, the flying spaghetti monster, or, or, or Jesus, you will have to take a leap of faith at some point. We don't have all the answers, but could I encourage you to try out my Jesus? The most critical question you may need to answer is who do you say Jesus is? 2,000 plus years ago, Jesus of Nazareth came into the world and lived a sinless life. His ministry was very public. He performed miracles and came to fulfill his ultimate mission. Because he claims to be God, they kill him for it. They put him on a cross and, and he dies. But little did they realize that Jesus, who is Lord, would accomplish his own resurrection. So that's what happens. Three days later, Jesus appears in, in his physical body. And in doing this and dying on the cross and being raised by God from the dead, Jesus paved the way to salvation. It's, it's, not, it's not by our, our works or our good deeds, but simply in our belief in who Jesus is. That's what saves us our belief. That's it, man. This is the gospel. The The creator of the universe loves you, died for your sins. This is the gospel. The creator of the universe loves you, died for your sins, and invites you to the eternal glory that will come after this world passes. One of the most difficult questions to answer is, what happened at the very beginning? And there's a lot of speculation. No one knows. But Christians do know. Christians have an answer because in the beginning it says God created the heavens and the earth. So what happened? God. God created. There's another way to do life. And it's by following Jesus. He changes everything, man. Seek Jesus.